Okay, so before we get into it, this can be in there, but what was the date we last put up an episode, Harry? I tried to think. Have we done an episode in the month of September? I don't think we have, because we have been flat out from from first onwards. It has been outrageous. We have. We did an episode in September. We did one on September the 8th. Well, shut my mouth. Why we chose our bespoke platform over WordPress. I was trying to find the rest of the title because it was it was short. It's just been a busy month, mate. Um, it has been very busy. <clears throat> I was just looking at the download numbers, actually. And thank you, all you lovely listeners, because we've obviously picked up some new listeners because I can imagine people that have been with the show for a while have just been waiting for the next episode. Mm. And But we've been picking up regular downloads, so I guess there's new people coming along. Probably thinking the show has ended. <laughs> so for new listeners that are coming in now, this is the start of Diary. <laughs> this is the start of Diary, and this is what we do here. We try and be consistent, but this is, this is just a passion project for me and you, isn't it? Yep. Um, where we are just trying to share some of the things that we're doing in our startup. Some, di- some days we literally come in and we'll crank out two or three episodes, go through a list of questions, which we've got a bunch to go through, but we probably won't get around to today, mm-hmm. um, but still keep firing them in. And you can learn out how to do it at the end of the show. And uh, some weeks we just get busy, stuck in, trying to build this business. Uh, and then we're also this- checking with Dan from time to time when we can. Checking with Dan, so we've got two episodes with Dan. Yep. British bearded baby to go through his weekly reviews, which I'm looking forward to doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, mate, what's what's been? I'm just looking at the calendar now, and it's just been a ridiculous month. I think one of the things to just quickly talk about is Edie. Yep, we spoke about her before. She just had she just she had we'd done an episode, and she was in the background. She was in the background, <laughs> um, and we had covered an episode in terms of how we went through the hiring process and. The fact that we hide this role very slowly um, mm. and sort of what we did behind the scenes to sort of try and bring the right person in. But just but how, how are you? I just want to have a talk about the impact that the I'm benefit seeing. of bringing Edie in specifically, or I guess in, in other scenarios, someone like Edie's brought a sense of structure and um, order to what was a very chaotic and just. Anyhow, I think is the only way to describe. Completely agree. Like when we do things, we do we do a lot of things really quickly. The turnaround on them is very short because we're just trying so much. But then we, that's why we move on to different things. Yep. Uh, we do something, we find it works, and then we forget about it and move on. Uh, but now with Edie, she's got us. But she's building processes, spreadsheets. She is recording things that work, things that don't work, putting lines through it so we don't do it again. Uh, so then we do repeat the things that do work. Just having someone that, I guess it's from her previous background as well. Yeah. She's bringing in order to, she's just, yeah, it's been, she's been a true asset to the team because it's focusing us, it's taking pressure off of us from certain things so we can spend more time actually doing the roles that we're meant to be doing. Meant to be doing, compared to just sort of uh, jack of all trades, wearing loads mm-hmm. of hats in the business. I think that's what happens with every startup though. I think we all start off mucking and doing everything and then it slowly gets more refined. For me, just bringing someone in, um, taking the time to find the right person because we've been trying to find this role for six months. Um, and then Edie was just a great fit for what we needed. And for me, just seeing the impact of having someone come in and just a sole focus on the community is what I care about and I just need to make sure that these guys are happy. She she picked up the phone and just called members for two days. 
And I thought that's one thing, pick up the phone and speaking to members, nice work. But then they said stuff and then she dug in because you can tell that when you're hiring someone to help do marketing or, or help you build a community, you need someone that's going to really dig in to understand what they mean by their comments and feedback. And she was not afraid to dig in and ask the hard questions and ask stuff like, like, what are you not happy with? Like, what mm. can we do better? Uh, and when, you, when you've got someone on the phone that's prepared to do that sort of thing, I think it's just priceless. I think that's what we need. Yeah, and she, she, she really hit the ground running in the sense that she's felt very comfortable. Like, she was here for a week and we felt like she'd been here for months. Yeah. Because she, she just came in and she, from our point of view anyway, I, I thought she's settled in very quickly. She's comfortable straight away. Some people might start a new role and they get him to know people. <clears throat> They're a bit sheepish until they kind of know the office, they know the crew, they know how we get on. The squad. The squad. As you've been. The squadding. boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she seems to have just, she she came in, she sat in her seat, it's like she'd been here all, since the beginning. But from, from my side is, when I take a step back and I look at that, it's it's one, Edie's attitude and coming into the role, which has been fantastic, but the rest of the team have also done everything they can mm. to make sure that Edie feels welcome and supported to make it successful. Um, and I think I, I spoke to you all, I said, what we're trying to do is, as we scale the business up, we need to be able to bring people in and make them, because we, were, we didn't bring anyone into the team for about six months, yeah. So we all got very comfortable in a routine and knowing who's in the office, very who's clicky. out the office. Yeah. yeah, and there's a risk of doing that and then people coming in and then feeling very alienated very quickly. Mm. Um, but just over, over the moon in terms of how, how Edie's got on. Um, so yeah, so just looking at the month, uh, we can talk a, a little bit about hiring as well. We could probably do an episode about the next role we've hired for, yeah. um, which is our sales role. Um, we'll actually do an, another episode on that in terms of what I was looking for in the interview process and... I'm a salesman, so I know how to interview and hire for that role. Cutthroat. So You've been absolutely cutthroat. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to, to document that as in bringing our first um, actual sales exec into the team, which is going to be great. Um, so looking at the month, mate, we've had a ridiculously busy month. And I think one of the biggest points we had is we've been trying to meet our members. And mm. we had a training session with a, with a company called Upanor. Uh That, for me... That smirk. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm just laughing. I, I, I actually, uh, I'll let you carry on, but I actually developed an illness because of that weekend. That was, uh, that's how uh, good it went. So, so for us, we, we've always wanted to do events and want to do them well, but there's no one that's been accountable for sort of organising them and hosting them and putting them together. Um, so obviously that's Edie's background, and this is going to become the Edie show. It feels like just because the amount of stuff we've done around events this month. Um, so. For me, that show, that show, um, that event was possibly one of the best events we've ever run. In it, terms yeah, of, absolutely, we had people fly in to the event. Yeah, flew all the way down from Glasgow, uh, and his his taxi from the airport to the training centre cost more than his flight from Glasgow to London. And both of those cost more than the training itself. And we had a guy from Northern Ireland as well yeah. fly over. Um, so amazing to meet the members. Uh, it's just also just given us some time and clarity to speak to our members face to face because doing it through live, uh, through the app in live chat and bits like that is one thing. But physically hearing like Gerard say, oh, "I've already done this training before. I just wanted to come down and meet some of the community," and yeah. he's flown down. It just sort of hits home, and it's been a for me. It's been an amazing month just in terms of we're really build, building something pretty cool here. And I said, like these guys are busy all the time, and and the fact that they got training out of it as well for some of them, it was it was. 
enough of a justification to actually do it in the first place because they do get something out of it. But then we had that little bit of fun on the end because we went out for a meal afterwards. And yeah, you end up talking shop still, you know what I mean? You can never stop talking yeah. about work all the time. But it's in such a laid back atmosphere. It's not like, it's not in a stuffy office just talking business. Yeah. You're over a meal, you're having a laugh. and But I think that's where the nuggets come out. Like you really yeah. hear what people think about you yeah. as a business. Um, yeah, which was which was good stuff. And I guess anyone that's listening, what takeaways can they get from that? I mean, I think the thing that I've learned is even though we've been in business for like four years now, like the, what we do now is probably only about two years old. Mm-hmm. I even said at the beginning of that opener when I had all the members there, is we've never had 30 of our members in a room in one time. And I think you can never understand how much value you get from meeting either your customers, your clients, your members, your community, whatever it is. And Paul Graham, Y Combinator, love the quote. It's just, he says, like, do, every startup's like, we need to scale, we need to grow. But he's like, do things that don't scale. As in, like, go and shake hands and speak to as many people on a one-to-one basis as you can because the stuff you learn there, you've then got to deploy into the rest of the business. And I'm seeing Edie do that. Like, she has literally met 30 people in a room and gone, talking, chatting, talking, chatting, talking, chatting. The next day... Adam, this isn't going to work and here's why and this is what they really want and this is why yeah. and let them go and implement that. And you just don't get that through form surveys, focus group, whatever it is. It's just getting them together, meeting them in person um, and actually listening. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've saw um, with all of our team. Because like four of us went down there is we were, we were the ones listening compared to talking about what we do. Yeah. And that was really good to see. Um, anything else on that? No, it was just... Um the fact that again we, to now have someone with a dedicated role to organize this follow through chase up like i literally just turned up on the day and recorded the thing yeah without having to worry about whether anyone's going because yeah, normally that, that you'd, you'd be doing both those if you look yeah. at something like the monument masters is what you've been organizing or have organized in the past mm. um you'd have to do all the chasing make sure they're there know who's coming and then rock up and do content and filming and then like you'd have to manage all of that and it's like you said it's wearing too many hats you yeah. can't really do you'd rather do one thing at 100 percent compared to just exactly. mixing it up it, and it just means you get a better result when you can focus all your efforts on one key role like, yeah, I agree. Wh- however whoever does whatever job it, someone needs to, like like chasing people up and making sure they're coming and if someone drops out to then try and follow up with others that were interested but couldn't get a spot like that is a time-consuming process, and yep. you've got we've got so many other things that we need to do in a day, that that's why something has to give all the time. And Edie coming in is just a one thing. One thing that you just covered off, which is probably a good learning curve for anyone that's listening, is something that we've just learned, is by running events, even if it's a free event, we've actually started to charge ticket prices for it. <clears throat> so if yes. you look at something like Upanor, that was a pay-for event. Training's normally seventy-five quid. We secured it for twenty-five quid. Happy days. People paid, and when people pay, they come. Interesting thing is, is some people still didn't come and they didn't tell us. Mm. Like five or six people lost their, lost their 25 quid, didn't even tell us. If they'd told us, we could have filled the spot and given them a refund. But if you look at something like we did with a finance event, so that was just a educational piece. So uh, we have limited spaces, because limited people that we can get in the room. But what we didn't want is everyone saying, yes, I'm coming, and then no one coming. Because when it comes down to it, is if a job comes up, they're gonna take the job over yeah, coming to do a, an event for two hours and learn about how to offer finance. So then we said, guys, it's £25 for the ticket, and as soon as you arrive, we're going to refund that ticket for you. And it just means that we get the people there compared to wasting everyone's time. Um, 
And for us, I don't think we'll ever do an event now where we don't charge for it. Because yeah. because you just get attendance and you get a buy-in. You get less people go, yeah, great idea, I'm coming. Don't get me wrong, but you don't want all those fake likes. It's quality over quantity. Exactly. On the wall, likes don't pay the bills. Um, so, yeah, that was an interesting thing for us. And if anyone in the audience does sort of do events or wants to meet members or is in a similar, similar boat, and you think, oh, if I charge for it, people will come. There is that middle ground of charge but refund because mm. then you, they've got some some pain if they don't arrive and you want to just build that into what you're doing. Like Ultimately, it's because we have so many people that can say yes by adding a fee on it, it just filters out that initial mm -hmm. wave and it just... And again, we still have dropouts and things like that or last minute uh, yeah. cancellations, but it just means that it's far less than if you had 100 people saying yes. Yeah, like so we, we know we know drop offs for a, for a free event for a free event that they don't have to pay for drop off can be up to like fifty percent probably more yeah fifty sixty seventy percent like last night a paid event twenty five percent drop off yeah so uh, which which to, for us was a little bit shocking to be honest we had uh, twelve seats and eight people arrived nine people arrived by the end of the night um, but even we were like wow okay if is it the price point is it there's not enough pain and I think that's something that we'll test. Uh, yeah. Or is it something that, uh, or is it just work takes place? As in, like the job was meant to finish by four. Mr. Tyler, what's his first name, just for privacy yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But um, he arrived for the evening session, but not for the training because his job just went on and on and on. And he said, "I can't leave the customer's house until the yeah. job's done," and I fully appreciate that. Yeah, so, as, much as, as much as these guys might want to do nine to five. If yeah, it's not <laughs> you can't leave uh, Mrs. Smith's kitchen flooded, can you? No, yeah, and Mrs. Smith needs hot water. Exactly. Um, cool, man. So that was that was that finance event. I'm just sort of working through the calendar at the moment. Um, we can't. We after doing that, we hot footed it straight over to the Rico, didn't we? To yeah, set up. Did the tool fair show. Yeah. Um, and as as a company, so we look at sort of user acquisition, um, and we don't think trade shows are good for that for us generally because of the cost. Interesting thing that we did this time actually is we forget how much value we can add to trade shows for the organisers because they have a budget. Mm. Uh, and I'm, just, I'm going into the weeds a little bit because I think this might help people think about what they're doing. And don't forget that if you're trying to, if you if you're in a company and you're thinking about doing trade shows and you've got an audience, the trade show will pay you to get in front of that audience if it's relevant. And exactly. So what we did basically is we've got a stand that was meant to be about 2,400 quid at the Tool Fair show, and we paid a third of that. Because what we did is said, we're going to email all of our members and we've got a fucking awesome community. And when we send an email out, we've already seen that people will fly from Glasgow just to meet members of the community. So you should actually be paying us to come. Mm. And they didn't bite my hand off at that. I was like, you need to pay us to come to the Tool Fair show because we're going to bring people. Um, and they were like, we can't do that, but we'll give you a discount. So fantastic. So we got like 65% discount off the price. Um, so we got it for a bargain. So that was great. And then for us as a business, it's the first time we've ever had something that is actually quite cool. Like normally we'll go to a trade show and it's like, hey, you can make admin yeah. easy. And these guys don't give a shit about that at that point in time. Yeah. They just want to play with tools and bits like that. So we've, we've been helping a brand launch called Profit. So if any of our members do listen to the show, uh, Mr. Curry, looking forward to when you buy a Profit. Got to get a sale in there when I can. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, so that, that, was, that was good fun. How did you find the show? Really good, really fun. Yeah, like you say, um, because we had something that was engaging at the stand as well. Like we had crowd upon crowd. Every every like five minutes, it went in waves. Yep. 
like we it made me laugh because I just thought because Edie had like a schedule oh, we'll do a demo every like 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes for 5 minutes or 10 minutes whatever it was but it was literally just like we had Jamie on the first day that Let, was, just go into that like what did we do with our members uh, so we so we had uh, on the Thursday, because it was a Thursday and a Friday event, so we had Jamie, heating engineer, on the Thursday demoing the product. Yep. So he brought his own use case uh, in onto the show, uh, which was quite interesting. Uh, we basically had a table set up with uh, a space in the middle where we'd plank the wood across and he'd just demo this whole saw, ripping through this wood all yep. day long. Um and then Friday we had Nigel. Completely member. different styles. Yeah, Carpenter. Um, yeah, different different perspective on the same tool, which is quite interesting. But again, the audience the audience was just as engaged. Yep. So it was quite interesting to see that like this product covers so many trades that they all just get like at the, at the end of the day, if, if the product's holes. right for yeah, the job, yeah. everyone understands it. And, and the thing is for me is. Like we know the product very well. We've done all the videos and the, and the content for it. Um, but it came down to credibility as well. So like mm. the, the fact that we can go to members our, of our community and say, we've got this trade show, can you come and give us a hand? I think that was just, for, for me, it did two things. One, it helped us on the day, but also it's sort of built more relationships up with the members because like we had guys that have come over that are members of Expert Trades mm. and they've gone, oh crap, it's Jamie. Yeah. He's a member. And they're like, wow, you guys are really involved with the community and it's not just like like a, like a constant sales pitch, which was... Although, although, didn't Jamie say one guy didn't believe him when he said he was a heating engineer? He was like, yeah. He's barely a heating okay, engineer. Mate. He's barely a heating <laughs> engineer. <laughs> uh, no, you don't yeah, listen to it, the podcast. It was... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was really good. Um, yeah, like I said, it was just like wave after wave of crowds gathering around. Because it was a loud product as well, so it just makes a lot of noise, yep. puts into the wood chippings going everywhere it it, it demands your attention so yeah. it was just it was Inter interesting thing is is we were put next to a company called Tooley and Tooley do uh, something close uh, to what we do and what was interesting to see is we used to sort of have the iPads and try and get people to sign up and that is bloody painful yeah. because when you show them a device is what we've learned is they just they don't want to interact with it they're there for tools and they're for stuff. So we actually went back to old school. I haven't got one with me and I don't know why I'm looking for it because you can't see it if you listen to the podcast. Yeah. But we went back to a DL style leaflet and this sounds backwards. A DL. DL. So DL, uh, yeah. So A4 piece of paper folded into three. That's That, that size is a oh, DL. Oh, that the size? That's DL. a DL, yeah. Um, so we went to one of those leaflets uh, which was sort of just on the stand. So as we're demoing it, People in their own time, we could say, oh, by the way, we've got a community, we've got these deals, events, and blah, blah, blah. Fill that in and you could win a profit. Mm -hmm. So then they took the leaflet and they filled it in and they put it in that slot. And we got more, we got 165 signups over the two days. So if you look at it on a cost basis, is we're used to paying anywhere between like three and four quid for a signup when we do digital, um, digital advertising. So if you just said, actually, you've got 165 signups, just in signup value, that's like 600 quid for argument's mm -hmm. sake. We paid 800 quid for the stand. I know there's time and cost and all that yeah, stuff yeah, on top yeah. of it. But that was odd for for me because we went back to old school pen and paper and to, for signups. And I think I think sometimes you can try and force your idea of the most efficient way onto people and it's not what they're used to. So you have to sort of rewind it a little bit and go but, to something they're used to or more comfortable with. It's kind of an interesting thing. Like the what we 
are trying to do expert trades is bridge the gap between what they currently use, which is pen and paper or yep. old, old fashioned or old school approaches yeah. to their their paperwork, literally paperwork. Yep. We're trying to move them over to digital. But like you said, that wasn't our angle at the trade show. So we use pen and paper because it we know that that is probably the most everyone knows pen and paper don't they yeah. whether whether they're old boys or new boys that <laughs> everyone gets it so yeah. we just kind of use we're just hitting the lowest common denominator there and lowest common denominator and then what it allows us to do is put them into the funnel so then what we're yeah. doing with that is it's an opt-in we tell people you're going to get an email from us every saturday which has got deals news and events and then we're going to send you a link to download the app so we've made them very aware of that um but it puts them in the top of the funnel and then we can start educating them so what we basically did is uh, everyone did this and then we filled in a spreadsheet and then Mark's built an import. So whenever we do live events and we collect data now, we can put it into a spreadsheet directly and then bring it to the app, create the users, and then they can start experiencing the expert trades, community side of it. Um, so it was just a, a nice little, just a tidbit, just to drop into the show in terms of trying to think a little bit differently and not trying to force digital, digital, digital on people because we've just had very little success at trade shows in terms of talking about the services we offer. But now we're sort of talking about the shit they care about they care about the services, but they go to trade shows for not for that, not for, not for a 27-year-old man and his team to be like, did you know you're doing paperwork the wrong way? Can yeah. I show you how to do a quote properly? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was interesting stuff. Um, that was a tool fair show, and then we got into this week, we did the show with Fernox yesterday, which was good stuff. It's been a busy month, mate. Yeah, very busy. And um, we've got a, a, what we've got next week? We've got Focus Group. Focus Group, Dexter's Workwear which is going to be good fun. Hear a mixed feedback on that, which is cool. Yeah, that's going to make for a real exciting, interesting conversation. Yeah, and what will be interesting for me, guys, is we've got, we have this content, like focus group content, video, audio. It's interesting to know if anyone wants to hear how, like, how focus groups run. Like We just basically pull the audio, mm. put it together, and we drop some like our thoughts of how the night went and then sort of share how people talk and how people think about it. I don't really know, but I think there's sort of a learning curve about how to run a focus group because we've done a lot now. Mm. Um, and we continue to do more and if anyone in the audience would like us to do a show where we talk about the focus group how we structure it how we do the audience and then what we want to get achieve on the evening from an agency perspective let, let us know guys so just uh, drop us an email and let us know the thing that we will cover off in another show is we've just as I mentioned earlier we just hired our first sales exec so that for us is, is huge um, just because it sort of shows a confidence in where we are as a business and the fact that we can bring someone in who's completely fresh to what we do and within four weeks get them up to speed so they can sell it. And we've never been able to do that just because we've never been able to really communicate well what we do for the mm -hmm. trades, merchants, manufacturers, all that the supply chain. So I think we should jump on a podcast probably in the next episode and talk about that process of hiring a sales guy. And then when Raj is in for four weeks, six weeks, bring him on the show. That's if he's still here after them six weeks. If he's, uh, <laughs> he's got leeway. He's got, he's got eight weeks leeway. Um, but, and just to address that note is certain roles you bring people in, you foster them because they're going to continually get better. Where is Other roles, you've got to be cold-blooded. You never, you never fall in love with a salesperson if you don't know how long they'll be around for. Um, and we're going, to give, we're going to give everyone... I want to have a, a sales team of four people in the next sort of six to nine months. Mm. And, and Raj is really impressive from what I've seen so far. The problem is with salespeople, and I don't want to go... We'll cover this off in the next episode, but... When you interview a salesperson, they are a salesperson. They are the, the and the best thing they'll ever sell is themselves. Mm. So you've uh, I've got really good expectations of what we get out of Raj, but how we manage that 
and he could be grow he could be managing our team in six months time or he could be somewhere else yes. um so we'll cover that off and how we got into it which is uh something close to, to my heart because i love sales um anything else for the show mate uh no uh yes yeah, just been been very busy hopefully we'll uh well we'll get another one out very soon okay well yeah we'll do one tomorrow yeah. we'll, i think we'll do the sales one tomorrow so we'll push this live either today or tomorrow and there'll be another one in the next couple of days but if you don't hear from us for like a week or two guys um the it's, best thing to do genuinely the best thing to do and the reason that we jumped on the podcast today is because we had an email in our inbox basically asking guys is this show still happening like if you are one of the, the people that has this on subscribe and enjoys the show just me and Harry rambling along. Please stay subscribed. <laughs> stay subscribed, guys. The, the, the download numbers mean a lot to us because it means that people are actually listening. Don't get me wrong, if there's just a few people listening to the show, we would have probably killed it a long time ago. Mm. Um, but give us a nudge. Like, uh, this is... <laughs> like, yeah, we, we literally just get buried in everything else that we're doing. So if, what, when an email gets pinged into Adam's uh, inbox, it's like, Harry, we need to jump on the mic. <laughs> exactly. Um, people want more. And it's just the thing, it's like... Uh, we can have clients or suppliers chase us to do stuff and we get round to it. But when a member of the show drops us an email, because we know it's a massive effort, because you listen to a podcast and you've probably just thought about it and like, oh, I haven't heard from those guys in a while. Mm. Give us a bloody nudge, because that means a world to us. Because uh, it actually means that you guys are listening and enjoy it. Um, how do they get in touch, Harry? They can email us, hello at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Or you can find us on the gram. It is Startup Podcast. It is. At Startup Podcast. At Startup Podcast, guys. Um, I will use the hashtag always the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> cool guys, if you made it this far through, appreciate it. Um, I've got I've got one last ask. Can I can I just plug one thing? Not really a plug, but I want to know what you're working on. Because we have no idea who are the people that listen to the show. Are you an entrepreneur? Are you running a small business? Are you in a corporate job and you are dying to get out like I was four years ago when you listen to the podcast for inspiration? Like, who, who are you? Like, uh, if the one thing you do after listening to this is drop us a direct message on Instagram, comment in one of our posts and just let us know what you do, or email us, which is hello. Is that the one you just gave? Mm-hmm. Hello at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Uh, just do that for us. I want at least a hundred in my inbox, or even me directly. Actually, it's Harrison at Expert Trades. That is probably the best way. It's probably the quickest way. It's the quickest way. Straight into Harrison's inbox. H A R R I S O N. Perfect.